Welcome to another podcast, Modules Nutrition and Wellness. We want to talk about meal tracking apps. So I've tried a wide range of meal tracking apps. Um, I can't even remember the last one I did, but right now I'm using Macro Factor. And I've, I've done my fitness pal. Um, Noon kind of has a built-in food tracker. Uh, that was another one I did. I can't quite remember the name of it, but um, I kind of want to give you give you my thoughts on it and if I think you should do it or not. Now, the, the idea of the food tracker is really kind of keep you on track between macros and your calories. I think initially it was more calorie based, um, but as the fitness industry be- become you know became more focused on these on the macros. Um, now, you know, macros are a big deal. And for the more advanced ones, they have micronutrients, right? They can track um, sodium intake, which is, if you don't know, sodium is a big deal. Uh, even though some of the um, other, yeah, all the other macros are good, but sodium is what's going to keep you bloated. So even if you say under your macros, hit your macros under calorie, if you had a very high sodium um, diet, you would notice the bloat. But I digress. So, my fitness pal was really the progenitor here when it came to all the fitness apps. Um, it was the first one that I use, and my fitness pal goes back years for me, um, well over ten plus years um, when I when I was using it. And to me, it kind of came downhill mainly with the ads. So when I first did my fitness pal, it was kind of looped in. I was using my fitness pal before it got purchased by Under Armour. So if you didn't know, um, apps like Map My Run, My Fitness Pal uh, were purchased by Under Armour. So before that, it was pretty much the simplest you can do, right? You know, you can put in your calories, you can search meals. Um, you know, a few years after they came out, they came out with the barcode scanner, right? So you can just use your phone, scan the barcode, add a meal like that. Um, so My Fitness Pal was 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 great. Um, it, it became a little tedious in the beginning. I think my fitness pal and other food trackers were tedious because before the barcode scanner came, you pretty much had to put in everything, uh, which, which, yeah, it, it wasn't intuitive, right? So once the barcode scanner came, it really added the convenience. But then the next problem came with the databases, and I still think that's what my fitness pal kind of shines over the rest of them is that my fitness pal is a great database and what i mean is starburst right I, I love candy you can scan starburst on any app you'll get you'll probably pop up with something right but if not every kind of chips are up there not every kind of snack is up there uh, on some of these other ones um in a previous podcast i know i talked about the meal prep companies and something like noon which has a food tracker, but it didn't have any of those meals in there that I was using for the meal prep um, plan versus Macro Factor, which had all the factor meals in there and it had a, a decent amount of the Flex Pro meals in there, right? Um, but I think what where my fitness pal kind of fell apart was really the ads and when they introduced the the um, the monthly the monthly fee or the monthly purchase. And that, to me, that just, it wasn't it. You know, especially when you came from the app for free, and then they're like, all right, you need to download premium, and, or you need to purchase premium. And you're like, what? It was like $10 a month. Uh, no, okay, no, 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 no. Um, and I think the issue also with them was when the other food trackers came out that were free, 
and then it's like, oh, that's paid for my fitness pal. You're like, there's no way. My fitness pal didn't really provide anything, I would say, groundbreaking to, to warrant the cost. Uh, I know my fitness pal kind of had the social aspect, right? You can make a profile. You can share your, your eating and all that type of stuff with friends and and all that. But, um, yeah, it, it to me... Is that's no, that's not that's not gonna work. No, do it for me. Um, so let's talk about what I what I'm doing now, and that's macro factor. Um, so shout out to my guy Grizz. He put me onto macro factor. I believe macro factor was made by some very prominent um, scientific fitness influencers. Um, I would say macro factor is his database still isn't as big as. Um, my fitness pal but what i found with macro factor is the verified foods are better so what happens is it's something like my fitness pal let's say you scan um all right let's say you do fast food you put in medium fries at mcdonald's right what will happen is you'll see about seven or eight different entries for medium fries at mcdonald's and they're like they'll have all different numbers and you're like how is that even possible right where macro factor, what I found was that when you put in that one food, you would get that one result. So if I put in medium fries and macro factor, I'm going to get one choice for medium fries, serving size, calories, etc., which is much more beneficial. Um, to me, the interface in macro factor is much better as well, uh, much more intuitive. Has a dark mode. Thank you, goodness. I love dark mode. Um, uh, I, I think the way macro factor presents information is much easier to digest it is a paid app it's not as bad to me i think a year was about 70 dollars, which isn't too bad right you know you're talking what maybe six dollars a month not too bad especially for something that um has an i don't want to say an ai component but it kind of it kind of has this machine learning type of thing where when you set in your goals and it sets the, the, the uh, macros for you, every week it, uh, if, as you update your weight, it will do a um, an adjustment for you. So if you say, "Hey, by this day I want to get this, you know, to this weight," and let's say you're slow one week or you're fast one week, it does this weekly check-in where it will, um, you know, it will adjust your calories and such to make sure you can still hit that goal. Um, so that's what I like it for. I also like the quick ad function. So uh, I think I mentioned in a previous podcast, you know, I got um, meal prep plans where some of them aren't in the databases, but I can do that quick ad to get the, the what I need the most, right, which was those macros and the calories. And so I was able to add like Flex Pro Meals, for example, the label on the front has the macros and the calories. And so when I did that quick ad with the uh, macro factor, the quick ad asked for everything that was on that label. It asked for calories, protein, carbs, fat. That's it, right? Pretty simple, straight to the point. Um, I think that the graphical representations are pretty good as well. You know, you can kind of see the trends that you're following. Um, kind of get, okay, what days do I typically eat a little bit more, maybe a little bit less? How's my weight doing? I'm fluctuating a little bit. And again, it does those adjustments for you. So I like that. I'm a big, I'm a big interface type of person. I'm a big UI person, um, especially when you're dealing with apps that that show data. Um, I'm real big on apps being uh, optimized for that, right? Um, 
another thing with macro fat and my fitness pal has it too they have an ipad app i'm an apple guy um macro fat it does have an ipad app but for some reason it only works in portrait mode not landscape but my fitness pal has that as well um but you know i think the the real downside that most people find with meal trackers um food tracker food loggers or you know whatever you want to call them it's really the tediousness that's required for you to say let me track everything that I'm doing. Uh, for me, it became, I say it's a little, um, a little tedious for me because I'm a snacker. So I eat, I eat food multiple times a day, not meals, but just gen general food. I eat, you know, a, a little small bag of skinny pop here, there, um, a pack of yogurt here, there. And so just kind of having to track all of that is, is, can be a little tedious. And so what I decided to do is that in the morning time, uh, when I pack my lunchbox, um, as I'm putting stuff in the lunchbox, I have my phone right there and I'm logging everything. Uh, and again, because everything's just a quick barcode scan, um, it's actually not that difficult. So right before I put it in the box, scan it, add it, and, and just keep kind of keep going. Um, so, you know, I think you should do it, especially if you're on a fitness journey. Um, if you really want to get uh, more strict about it, I think that the food tracker kind of kind of helps you see where you're at. One trend that I used to all kind of fall into, have I fall into that I would start on a food tracker. And once I stayed on it for a good amount of time, I would say, all right, I kind of know what I'm eating. I got, I got an idea of what's what. I don't need it anymore. And then you slowly kind of drift back to eating what you want. Um, I think the food tracker kind of keeps you honest. You know where your calories are at. Uh, right now, I'm trying to cut down some weight. And, you know, I was doing the food tracker before the meal preps. And I kind of realized, like, man, you know, I'm not losing weight. And I thought I was eating good, and come to find out, like, okay, I'm still eating a little high on the calories, so that's why. Um, so the food tracker really kind of helped me see that. Also, the macro composition is a big deal. Uh, I did a podcast talking about macros and their importance, uh, especially in response to um, body composition, right? High protein versus low protein, high fat, low fat, all that type of stuff. And so. You come, you know, one thing I was able to see a lot of is that I really wasn't hitting that protein goal that it was suggesting for me, or that I knew that I should be hitting. Um, I had days where I was getting a under 100 grams of protein, which is and that's not going to work, right? That's that's unsatisfactory. So uh, I like them again. Uh, I think macro factor right now for me, um, it, it was work with what is what works for me. Um, the other app I used was called LifeSum. Um, I think the life sum was all right as well. Um, what life sum had was it kind of had the um, kind of like a like a cookbook, right? Life sum would have like this section in there where it would have all these different meals for you to cook from. So if you're that person that likes to cook um, or had the time has the time to cook, I think life sum was pretty good because it'll actually provide you know some meals in the app for you to kind of cook. Um, someone like me, I'm kind of on the go, so I don't necessarily have the time to cook, which is why I did. I, I've been trying the meal prep. Um, so, yeah, that's just my thoughts on the food trackers. Um, Macro Factor is my choice for me right now. The UI is great. The quick ad is great. Um, it's not as cumbersome. It's really optimized for ease and quick use. Um, so that's my suggestion to you. Um, Again, it does cost. I did the yearly plan because I think the monthly one was about ten a month or eleven or something like that. But the monthly, the yearly plan was seventy six or seventy two, like six dollars a month. Um, so yeah, that's it for me. Uh, thank you all for listening, 
and you have a good one.